Praise the Lord. Welcome to the official GVPC podcast. My name is Pastor Chris Keats. I am the pastor of Gila Valley Pentecostal Church in Safford, Arizona. We're so glad to have you here listening to this podcast. We pray that it richly blesses you. And God bless you. Lord, there's attacks going on mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, not just in this place, but in the community, in this nation, in the world, Lord. We bind together right now in the name above every name, in the name of Jesus, Lord. And we push against, Lord, every spirit that would try to hinder the move of God. We push against every spirit and every lie and every weight that would try to hinder the move of God. In the mighty name of Jesus, we take authority and we take the God-given dominion that has been given to us for those that believe in your name who are covered by the blood of the Lamb. We say no to the ways and the will of the devil, but we say yes to the word of God. We say yes to the word of God. Hallelujah. Whoa, hallelujah. Would you lift up your voice with a shout of victory, a shout of praise, a shout that can tear down the walls of the enemy's camp, a victory shout that tells the devil, no, I will not give up. I will not go down. I will not run, but I will face you in the name of Whoa! If there was five people that would believe that, what a mighty move of God we could have. In the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I hate the devil. You better learn to hate the devil. The problem is, is we don't think the devil's all that bad. We forget about the devil. And I'm not even going to preach about the devil. I wasn't even going to preach, but I'm just... <sighs> Hallelujah. We need to pray for Brother Rube Hammond's son. His name is Reuben as well. We need to pray for this church. We need to pray for backsliders. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't know. I just... Some kind of my spirit, I'm a little... Hmm. Hallelujah. Uh, what a mighty God we serve, amen? Amen. amen. The devil's a liar. Everybody say that. Amen. amen. You need to remember that. Yeah, he's a liar. He's the father of lies. So when you say you're not good enough, you can't, you're not going to make it, might as well give up, blow your brains out, hang yourself, kill yourself, cut yourself, give up. Lie, steal, cheat, go back to drugs. The devil's a liar. The devil's a liar. You're not sick. You're not depressed. The devil's a liar. 
Amen. About March 4th, um, I heard some vernacular. It, I, we, at the meeting, we had said 6 o'clock because some people couldn't make it earlier. But I've heard that some people would like to do it earlier. If we, if we do it earlier at 5 o'clock, who all would go? Okay. So, for those who can't make it at 5 o'clock, you're just going to have to jump in. At five, yeah, we won't be done by then, so just catch up and hop up in the parade. All right, so 5 o'clock, we'll do that. And if uh, 5 o'clock, we will, and I'll text you, I'll, I'll text, I'll send out a little thing, maybe we'll put a little thing on Facebook or whatever. But 5 o'clock, we'll do it at 5 o'clock. Amen. Brother Michael and I, we usually go preach on the street about 5 o'clock, and there's, there's plenty of people, you know, we preach all the way to 7 o'clock at night. And uh, so, don't be scared. Okay? God is good, Amen. Amen. I give honor to everybody that's here. God is so good. Um, I'm thankful to everybody that's here. And yes, we will be baptizing my friend Carlos in the name of Jesus tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. God is so good. And, uh, you know, I'm going to teach tonight. If that's okay, I'm going to try. I'm trying to calm down. Oof. But, um, I'm going to teach tonight. I think that I think I listened to brother. His name is brother Rodenbush alive still. He is uh, brother. The missionary brother Rodenbush. The older. The older. I don't know. The elder. Uh, well, his voice speaks on through YouTube. So I listened to it was just a teaching by him. But one thing he mentioned uh, that kind of stuck with me. He said, you know, everybody wants to go and be a missionary, you know, or wants to, they think like, oh man, I just, I got to preach and I, and I want to preach and I want to go, I want to go to Africa. I want to go preach to the nations. And he said, the problem is, is that if that's what you want, he said, you're not going to be a good missionary because he said, he said, I preach about that much in his mission, in his call to go to the nations and, and, and to raise up men and make disciples. He said, the least thing that I do is preach. He said, the, the majority of what I do is I teach. And, um, and uh, I believe in, I believe in uh, getting people excited. I believe in, in hyping people up because sometimes, let's face it, we're, we're, sometimes we're the valley of dry bones and we need somebody to... But you can't live off that. You cannot live off that. And if you do live off that, that's why you live in failure. That's why you live in constant carnality. Because you live based off hype and emotion. And that will not get you in. That will not get you uh, through the will of God very far or very easily. What's going to get you is getting this word in your heart that you might not sin against God. That's what's going to get you through it. And in that teaching, he also mentioned, he mentioned that there was a man named Brother Wheeler, and I believe he, he, he was affiliated with um, the, 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 the Chinese, you know, he talked about Red China, and he, he, he talks about the best way, and, and this isn't anything I'm doing here, but he said the best, the best way to 
to evangelize a nation is that you win somebody locally. You, if you want to win Vietnam, you win a Vietnamese man and you teach him uh, the ways of God and the principles of God and he will reach the people better than you. Better than a, a white man who doesn't understand the culture or whatever color you are, an American. You know, you, you reach this man and, and he goes for it. Well, there was this man, I believe his name was Brother Keen, who uh, uh, he was of Orient descent, who was one. And he wound up going to prison in Red China for 20 years for preaching the gospel, for being a Christian. He went to prison for 20 years. He got out. He almost died multiple times. And Brother Urshan, the, uh, the general superintendent at the time, uh, Brother Rodenbush said he brought him. And they got to go to Red China. And they met Brother Keen, who I believe it's Keen. If it's not, you know, we're protecting his identity. But who laughed? Nobody laughed. Okay, good. He, uh, they asked him. Brother Urshan said, how? How did you go through some of the most torturous, life-threatening? How did you go for 20 years without going to church? How did you go 20 years without shaking somebody's hand? How did you go 20 years without the choir and the music? How did you go 20 years and still hang on? And he said, it was the teaching of my pastor, Brother Wheeler. He said, I remember, I would remember everything he taught me. And I would quote every hour, every minute, the scriptures that I memorized. That's what kept him alive. You know, and I think that, that that's something that, it was, I'm not talking about 20 days. I'm not talking about 20 minutes, 20 weeks or 20 months. I'm talking about 20 years in prison and still could come out and say, God is good. Yeah, God is faithful. He said he'd be sick with the chills and about to die. And he'd say, God is my healer. He, he said, I am the Lord that healeth thee. Yeah. It, what, there was no pep rally in that prison. There wasn't a pep rally in the prison. And I'm here to tell you today. I'm here to tell you today in the Holy Ghost. That there will come a day where life will not be. It's already been shaken. It's not normal now. It's what pastor preached about. It's only going to get less normal. And we need to learn how to live for God. To live for God in the face of all adversity. It doesn't matter what comes. Bombs and nukes. It's disease. Whatever that case is. The thing is, is that there's always been war. There's always been rumors of war. And it should not, it cannot affect the church of the living God. I, upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. That's what the word of God says. And I choose to, I choose to believe and stand upon the word of God. Then the Bible says heaven and earth shall pass away. Right. But my word shall never pass away. Right. Amen. Glory to God. So that's what we're talking about. I'm talking about the word today. Let's open our Bibles to the book of Matthew. And uh, we'll see what we got here. 
That was a long intro. Praise God. Matthew chapter 4. We'll go to verse 18. When he got it, say amen. 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 And Jesus walking by the sea of Galilee. I got a question real quick before we go on. We're, you know, we don't want to miss the move of God, right? We all oh, we got to pray so we can have a move of God. So let me ask you, does God move? Does God move? Yeah. If God's everywhere, does he move? Or is he at all places at all times? Is he there in the prison or is he there in the valley? Is he there on the mountain? Or does God have to move around? Just think about that. that that's something to do. You either have dreams or nightmares, either one. Simon called, the Bible says, he saw two brethren, Simon called Peter and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers. And he saith unto them, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. What did he say that he was going to make them? Did he say he was going to make them famous? Did he say he was going to make them Christian entertainers? Did he say he was going to make them pop stars? Did he say he was going to make them mega, mega preachers and billboards? What did he say he was going to make them? He said, I'm going to make you into fishers of men. The hand of God wants to make everybody in this room a fisher of men. That's what he wants to make you. You say, what do you want to be when you grow up? I want to be a, I want to be a fisherman, a fisher of men. And the Bible says, when he said that, and they straightway left their nets and followed him. It didn't take a couple days. It didn't take a couple years. They said, I don't know what it is about this Jesus, Brother Carlos, but I'm all in. I've heard you say that. I don't, I, I, we have Bible studies and he said, I don't care what you tell me. I don't care what it is. I made up my mind. I don't care what my family says. I don't care what happens. I want to live for God. Amen. What say ye? What do you say? What do you say? The Bible says in Matthew chapter 6. Jesus. And I, and I brought this up before. And I'm trying to. I'm just trying to teach tonight. I'm not trying to get. I'm not trying to scream. You can turn me down a little bit too. I'm not trying to get crazy. I'm trying to teach something tonight. Jesus said. That I'm going to make you fishers of men. That is the point. The point was, he said, I'm, he, he's already been to the town. He's already preached, repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. And here he goes walking by, and he sees two men. And something that they were doing is very symbolic. They were throwing in their nets. And he said, hey, but just like he told the woman at the well, if you drink a meme, hey, if you would ask me. He says, if you'll follow me, I will make you fishers of men. And Jesus began to bring in people. 
And I'm here to tell you that Jesus, he might have witnessed to the multitude. But the thing is, is that Jesus cared about these men. He cared about making these men. He didn't care about the multitude. He cared about these men and making these men into the best man that he could possibly do. Making them into a disciple. Our whole goal in this life of being a Christian is to not be a Christian in name only, but it is to be a disciple. To be a disciple. And to be a disciple. I'm going to repeat that word over and over. Because Jesus says to go. It doesn't say go and make Christians. It says go forth and make disciples. Disciples. That word basically means an apprentice. Jesus said. Just like, just like Brother Chris said. Alright. I'll let you work with me. I know you're going to mess up. I know you don't know what you're doing. But. I will teach you. I'll give you an opportunity. Do you want what I have to offer? And you are his disciple. The thing is, is to be a disciple is to be an apprentice. Is to watch and to learn and to observe and to obey. Those are, that's, that's scripture right there. Those are verbatim. If you love me, you'll keep my, he said, observe and do. He said, don't just be like them who, who hear the word. He said, they're like those that build their house upon the sand. But rather, you need to be like those who hear the word and do the word. And you will be like the house that's built on the rock. The issue is, is that when we go through life and we live off of the high times and we live off of fluff, then we, we get inflated and then we leave and we deflate. And you feel that emptiness and that loneliness. And you don't understand. You don't understand why you're going through that and why you're struggling. I asked in pastor's class, how many people feel funny and are struggling because we're not having midweek prayer and midweek service? And a lot of us rose our hand, including me. I feel funny. But we ought to live for God in spite of the circumstances. We ought to because, and this is where it comes down to doing the word of God. Not living from service to service, from song to song. Don't come up here and tell me, shout your best when you don't surrender your best. Don't come up here and say, sing your best or clap the loudest when you don't submit the most. When you don't surrender to the word of God. When you don't surrender your tongue to the word of God. Don't, don't, don't. Because what happens is you create a self-deception. You, the Bible says that you can, that you, that it says that even the elect can be deceived. Did you know that? And the greatest deception is the lie you tell yourself. It's the lie you tell yourself. And Jesus, he tries to teach these people. He says, I'm going to make you fishers of men. I'm going to stick to the Bible so you guys don't get all crazy. Got to say something. But he, 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 he said, I'm going to make you fishers of men. And then, you know, these people come and they're following him for three and a half years. 
Three and a half years. They're casting out demons. They're healing the sick. They're doing things and they're failing too. They're not doing everything right. They're, they're arguing. Well, who's going to be the greatest? Who's going to be the one on the billboard? Who's going to sit at your right hand? Who's going to get the super calling? Who's going to get the super ministry? And Jesus said, well, for one, that's not up to me. And then later on, when they were bickering and fighting and trying to call down fire, he said, you don't know what spirit you're of. You don't know. You, you think that you're super religious and zealous, but you don't know what spirit you're of. He said, I, I didn't come to do none of that. I didn't come to call down fire. If he did, we'd all be... And the disciples, is this okay? The disciples watched this man, the man of God, the God man. The the, the Bible says that God was in this man. And they're trying to figure this, what's going on? And you know what they noticed? They said, teach us to pray. There's something about this guy. He, he, he just disappears for a little bit and then, and then he comes back and he's recharged and he, 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 the church kicked him out they, they didn't let him go to church because he was too radical for them so he was alone pushed out because his, his style of hearing the word and doing the word ruffled too many feathers and so this man had to learn to have a relationship with God. And it's an example for you and for me. And the disciples said in Matthew chapter 6 verse 9. He, they, or before that, they, they said, teach us to pray. They said, teach us to pray. And he says this, after this manner, verse 9. After this manner, therefore pray ye. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. I'm not coming with you with some cliche uh, uh, prayer thing with this. I'm trying to show you what Jesus told them. Let me break this down a little bit. You don't have to go to Bible college to read the Bible. Right. You don't have to be. Uh, you don't have to have a doctor's degree in, in, in Greek and in Hebrew to understand this Bible. Right. Right. To understand it and to be saved. It's very easy. It's written in Koine Greek, average man's language for you and for me. And the thing is, is what society has turned, it's divided. It's divided. You, oh, well, you don't know what the Bible says. How long have you been living for God? Don't despise, don't let no man despise you for your youth. They say, oh, well, you haven't went to college. I have. That's that. The Pharisees said the same thing. Who are you to tell us what the Bible says? Right. But the, but the Bible also says that when Jesus walked into a place, they said, whoa, devils are subject to this man. Uh-huh. And he teaches not as the scribes, but he teaches as one who has authority. Uh-huh. Because the scribes, all they did was they'd go to Sermon Central <laughs> and they'd copy old brother Isaiah. And they would just say the same thing that Isaiah said. And they thought, well, it worked for Elijah, so I'll say it to you. And they would recite scripture. 
after scripture and it puffed up. The Bible says knowledge puffeth up. And you can get so full of yourself by being thinking that you're so full of God. But really it's just you're full of yourself and you become puffed up. And when you're puffed up, imagine like me trying to get close to you. My puffed upness, that's a made up word. It just pushes you away. My puffed upness, jiggly puff. It just pushes you away. Because I'm so full of myself. Is, am I making sense? I'm trying to just, I'm doing diagrams here. You could be so full of yourself. And Jesus said this in Matthew 23. He said to the Jews, he said, you'll travel across the ocean. You'll go as far as you can go. To make a proselyte, to make a convert, and you wind up making him a twofold child of the devil. Right. Yeah. <laughs> because you make him not like God, but you make him just like you. Paul said, Examine yourself to see if you be in the faith. To see if you be in the faith. Jesus said, after this manner, I want you to pray, our Father that art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. It's not your kingdom. Jesus is letting you know right now, it's not about you. It's about our Father that's in heaven. That's what this life's about. It's not about what God can hand you. This isn't a handout. The, the life of a Christian is not about what you can get from God. And you just, gimme, 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 gimme. And I, I'll pray an hour a day because I know you're going to gimme, gimme, gimme. And I'll go to church and be faithful. And I'll put money in this plate because, oh, because you're going to give me something. If that's why you live for God, you're, you're, you're a miss. Because we're here to serve God. I love what Pastor said when he was inaugurated. Inaugurated. Yeah, President Pastor, when he was ordained, when, when he gave the State of the Union, Chris Keys for Pastor, I'll vote for him, or for President. When he was, I almost said inaugurated, when he was ordained, they gave him a towel. But you know what? And you know what? I don't know the reason. I don't know why. But you know what I've been seeing? And it is cool. It is cool. But it's not as cool. I've been seeing people get swords. And whatever folks are both, whatever the pastor, the superintendent's opinion of that is. But having a towel is more biblical. Having a towel describes the life of a minister more than having a sword. Thank you for the sword. That's cool. I, I want one. If you want to give me one, give me one. I, I'll, I'll try to keep it away from my son. But there's one pastor said that I that it's more special to get a towel. Because the towel is the symbol of a disciple's life. And if you're if you're a Christian but you're not a disciple, he's not gonna say, Well done, thou good and faithful. Servant. Thou good and faithful servant. Jesus said, it's about our Father who's in heaven. He's El Jefe. Thy kingdom comes and his 
He said, thy will be done. Thy will be done. Thy will be done. He said, let it be in earth as it is in heaven. And I'm going to try to, I'm going to just read some things here and hopefully I'm making sense. But when Jesus, when he called these men, his concern was not with the programs to reach the multitudes. His, his concern was that he wasn't biting his nails trying to figure out what kind of super cool picture can I put on the track? What kind of super cool radio advertisement can I make? He wasn't concerned about that. He was concerned about the men who the multitudes would follow. God was worried about making these men into something that would not lead the sheep astray. He was worried about making a man. He's worried about making these men teaching them the ways of God. Not just the word of God. As uh, Brother Vanderhoff, so excellently preached, talked about the ways of God. You can know all the word of God, but never walk in the ways of God. Amen. His concern was not for the multitudes, but it was the men who many would follow. The problem is, in, in, and that I see a lot, and I and I and it, it, I share this. I probably said this before, is when people just talk about me, my ministry, my this, my calling. Then they say they they, they t and I talked about this, my church or my this or my group or my this, and I I, I qualified. I think it's good to take ownership of, you know. Your, your family and things like that. But that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a self-deception where it's all about you. Right. It's all about you. It's all about, well, I'll teach a Bible study as long as somebody notices. I'll do it as long as somebody sees. I'll do it. I'll go to the conference and I'll, I'll dance. But it's so and so over there. Oh, man, I hope brother so-and-so gets to see me lay hands on this guy. Hopefully God does something. You know, in that prayer, when it says, lead me not into temptation, you break down that word, you can look at that word. One of the variations literally means not to try to prove God, not to test God. Right. Lord, lead me not into a place where I start trying to provoke you and trying to test you. Oh, well, if I pray, then you're going to do what I want. Yeah. But he's trying to make these men that the, the lifestyle of me is not going to make you catch men. It's about whenever you pick up a towel and it becomes about somebody else serving the Great Commission. Go into all the world and preach the gospel. Brother Nate, why do you talk about this so much? Because that's what this is about. That's right. There is nothing greater. And I told somebody this, and you know what? I'm just, you know, we're going to scrap this a little bit here. There's nothing greater. There's nothing greater than you doing the will of God. There's nothing greater. I'm just trying to take my time. I'm trying to go slow so you can understand me. The Bible says in Hosea chapter 4, 
He says, hear the word of the Lord, you children of Israel. For the Lord has a controversy with the inhabitants of the land. Because there is no truth, nor mercy, nor knowledge of God in the land. God says, I got a, I got a, I got a problem. There's no truth. There's no mercy. There's no knowledge of God. I, I was on the phone with a brother. And I, we're, you know, we... We need to have a proper theology of, of God. We need to know who God is. We need to know what God expects from us. But we also need to have a proper neology. Where we understand my role in the body. Where we understand my place at the feet of Jesus. Your place is not high and lifted up and exalted. Your place is at the feet of Jesus. Your, your, your place is to tend. For the sick and the lowly, those that are in jail, those that are cast out and have no family. That is our job. What's the point of having good church if we don't be a good church? Right, right. Come on now. That's what I'm talking about. You can have good church and it's a self-deception. Because you can feel good and go back to not doing the word of God. And we deceive ourselves. We can deceive ourselves. And this is why Paul said, hey, examine yourself to see if you're in the faith. He keeps going. He says in verse 6, he says, my, my people, he didn't say the lost. He said, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge because thou hast rejected knowledge. You heard the preacher get up and he's going to be long-winded. Oh, bless God, I have a Bible study tonight. Uh, I'm going to snooze. Because he's not asking you to stand up and clap your hands and slap your neighbor. I love when a man of God comes up here and just gives me chapter and verse. Yes. The Bible says, my people perish for a lack of knowledge. A lack of understanding. A lack of knowing what it is we should do. When to go, what to say, how to act. He said, my people perish for a lack of knowledge. He says, because you have rejected knowledge, I will reject thee, that thou shalt be no priest to me, seeing thou hast forgotten the law of thy God, and I will also forget thy children. Now, these are, these are not fun verses to read, but they're still the Bible. These are warnings. See, I'm smiling. I'm not being negative. If you're going to take a picture, somebody do it It says, and this is what God says. He says, as, as they were increased, as my people began to grow, as they began to grow and increase, it says, so they sinned against me. Therefore, will I change their glory into shame. This is a warning from the word of God. How many times. Maybe you have. But I can't tell you how many times. Too many times. I wish I didn't hear. How. I listen to a preaching. Or I listen. And I'll ask pastor. Oh man. That was a great message. And he tells me. Oh well. That church no longer preaches truth. It was once the biggest church in Pentecost. But now. It's decrepit. It doesn't preach anything. It doesn't preach truth. He said, as they grew, so did they sin against me. 
These are things. Introspection and self-examination will go a long way. I'm going to read some things here and then we're going to close. The Bible says in 1 Timothy, I'm going to be in 1 Timothy here and there. The Bible says in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1, it says, Now the Spirit speaks expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits. Seducing spirits. It says some, they're going to depart from the faith. I'm not talking, it's not talking about lost people. He's, he's writing to Timothy, the pastor of a church. And he's warning and saying that there's going to become seducing spirits. And they're going to pull people from the faith. It's going to seduce them. And he says, he says they're going to have doctrines of devils. They're going to be speaking lies in Hypocrisy. You know what that means? They're going to tell you to do something, but they're not going to do it. That's right. They're going to say the word of the say it the word, the teaching, but they're not going to do it. Come on. Come on. Come on. The word says. We must not just. The Bible says that those that hear the word but don't do it, they're like a man. Brother Joel. They're like a man that goes into the mirror, get dressed up, right. and look good. Man, look at that double Windsor. And then they walk away, and they forget what they look like. Because they lived off of something other than the truth. The truth shall. I wish Sister Anna was here. She'd be preaching with me. The truth shall set you free. The truth shall set you free. I believe in shouting. I believe in all of that. And I preach this because it needs to be a well-balanced machine. You cannot have one without the other. You cannot. You, you will not. You will not. You will not. You will not succeed having one without the other. You cannot be spirit with no truth. Or you can, but you're going to be lopsided. You're going to be like that peg-legged guy who he walks and he just walks in circles. He walks in cycles. He said that they're going to have doctrines of devils. They're going to speak lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. And it keeps going. He keeps, he keeps going, and I'm not, I was going to read all this, but I'm not going to read all this. But I'm going to read in verse 12. Let's start there, chapter 4. He says, let no man despise thy youth. Majority of us, we're young. Majority of us, we're, we're, we're young. We're under, we're under that age. <laughs> but we're over the age of accountability. We're this high. We could ride most of the rides. Let's put it that way. Paul said, don't let nobody despise your youth. You do the will of God. That's right. You follow the word of God. I don't care who does it. I don't care what they say. There's a man, big guy, makes music. I saw some of the things he's posting. And I said, get out of here. Get out of here. I don't need that in my life. Why? Because they're seducing Come on. spirits. Yeah. 
There are people that will pull you away from the word of God. I don't care how you, I've got a man. Oh, well, you live for God for 25 years, then come back and talk to me. I don't want to live for God for 25 years and do less and less right. and less of the word of God. Right. He said, don't let anybody despise you for your youth, but be an example of the believers in word. He said, be an example in your conversation. If you got a dirty mouth, buy some orbit and get it right with Jesus. Right, I'm tired of hearing the off-color jokes. Don't, don't talk like that around me. Right. I'm serious. I'm tired of hearing it. I'm tired of hearing the jokes that are perverse. I'm tired of hearing perverseness come out. Don't do it around me. Don't do it around my kids. Uh, the thing is, the world is perverse. That's right. But the Bible says, only they that are holy and their hands are clean shall ascend unto the hill of the Lord. That's right. Oh, man, preacher. Oh, dude, why are you going to be so? Because the Bible says that. That's right. Don't, don't, don't play. Don't, 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 don't be, don't be trying to cross the line around me. And I'm, I'm talking to church people. I, I love hanging out with sinners. That's a whole different ballgame. I, I pray to God through the Holy Ghost. He said, he said the F word right there. And I gave him a hug. But you know that. You know that. They don't. And don't be so puffed up where you are, you got your nose like that, just so high up in the air. Sinners are sinners. I'm, I'm trying to help you. Come on. I'm trying to help you. The Bible says, he that winneth souls is wise. And I mentioned it, I, I, I mentioned it at Morning Mona. Is that I can tell that you don't, that many don't hang out with sinners by how they talk. Because if you did, you wouldn't talk the way you do. Especially around a sinner. The dirty jokes, the outdoor jokes. And you know what? The, you know what I hear? They say, that's why I don't go. That's why I don't believe. That's why. I refuse to be someone's excuse. To Come on, that's right. I, the Bible says that you must be above reproach. Don't, don't be someone, don't, don't be a stumbling block to somebody because you can't get your mouth under control. Because you can't get your mind clean. He said, and the disciples, I know you want us to make us fishers of men. How are we going to do this? He said, do the word. He said, hear the word, do the word. He said, teach us to pray. Teach us to pray. Paul's warning. Paul's warning. And I'm going to read some more warnings here. Chapter, Second uh, Timothy chapter, chapter 3. I, I use these verses all the time. But we are living in the last days. That's it. Am I, do I know? Do I have my clock? No. But we're living in the last days. We're living in the end time. And the Bible says in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1, This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves. That's what I'm trying to tell you. He said they're going to be lovers of their own selves. They're going to be covetous. They're going to be boasters. They're going to be proud. They're going to be blasphemers. They're going to be disobedient 
to their parents. Unthankful. 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 You find yourself in a bad situation. My wife, she'll tell you, she's like, there's always something to be thankful for. The reason why you have a stinky attitude is because you're unthankful. Oh, well, my mom's not the bit. My mom's not like her mom. At least you have a mom. Oh, well, my dad did that to me one time. At least you have a dad. Oh, well. Oh, well. God is good. God is good. I don't care the circumstance. You say, I've been abused. I've been molested when I was a kid. I was on drugs. God is good. God is good. And because he's good, I will obey him. Amen. He said, "With these people are going to be without natural affection. They're going to be truth breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce despisers of those that are good. They're going to be traitors, hey, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. They will have a form of godliness, but deny the power thereof. And we like to use this, talking about the Holy Spirit, talking about the Holy Ghost, and I do too. But what does the Bible say in Acts chapter 1, verse 8? You shall receive power. Power to do what? No, 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 I quote it. Power to be what? Power to be a witness. That word witness means to be a martyr. He said, they're, they're, these people, they're going to have a form of godliness. But they're going to deny the power of dying to themselves. They're, they're going to have the form of godliness, but they're going to be too much alive. They're going to deny the power thereof. There's a sister, Nona Freeman. She would get phone calls in the night. Oh, sister. Oh, sister, you just don't know the pastor's wife. She's after me, whatever. And Sister Nona Freeman, she let her just gossip. And Sister Nona Freeman said, you know what I would tell him? You just need to die, honey. You just need to, and then she screamed it. You just need to die. Yeah. You just need to die. Die to your selfish dreams. Die to your selfish desires. Quit living for what's in it for me. And serve God. The Bible says that I, I and I'm going to read, what, I'm going to read, just, just bear with me. Pastor Nelson. Second Timothy chapter 2. He says, therefore, therefore, my son, be strong in the grace of the, that is in Christ Jesus. And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses. The same commit to faithful men who shall be able to teach others. This is all about teaching other people. It's not about constantly what it's in it for you. Being built up day after day after day. It's about learning so that you can teach others. That's what this is all about. He says, therefore, thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life. That he may please him who has chosen him to be a soldier. 
See, when I read that, when I read stuff like that, I'm like, okay. What do you do when you read stuff like that? Yeah. That's what I'm just... That's how I feel. Endure hardness. Anybody, anybody experience what the world's going through? Feel a little hard? The Bible says endure that. Yeah. Endure the things that go against your flesh. I, the thing is, there's nothing greater in this world than people that pray and people that consoles. That's it. There's nothing greater than to see people outside of Acts 2.38. Outside of Acts 2.38. This will be the last scripture. Just for fun. Let's go to Micah. Micah chapter... I'll let you know when I get there. I want to say chapter 6. <clears throat> Micah chapter 6 verse 6. And I'll read through 8 and then we'll be done. Outside of you obeying the gospel, being born again. That's not the end all. We talk about this. But the Bible says, the, the Bible, the Bible does say, the Bible says in Micah chapter 6 verse 6, wherewith, wherewith shall I come before the Lord and bow myself before the high God? Shall I come before him with burnt offerings, with calves of a year old? Will the Lord be pleased with thousands of rams? With ten thousands of rivers of oil. Shall I give my firstborn for my transgression? The fruit of my body for the sin of my soul? And the prophet said, he has showed thee, O man, what is good. And what does the Lord require of thee? But to do justly. To love mercy and to walk humbly with thy God. Get born again. But he just says it's not the show that God wants. It's not the river of oil. It's not the thousand rams. It's you he wants. It's you and your obedience to love mercy. To do what is right. And to walk humbly before God. Let's all stand right now. He said, I, I, I got a plan. I got a plan. Jesus was the man with the plan. He was the logos. And he came and he said, I, I came to make you fishers of men. I, I, I came to build my church to make a place for the fishers of men to go out and catch men. I, I, I came to build my church and give them power, and give them authority over all the power of the devil, not for ourselves. Like the old, the old Greek saying, oh, physician, heal it thyself. That's not how this operates. He heals us. Right. He made men so that they can go out and make disciples. That's what this life's all about.
I hope, raise your hand if you understand what I'm saying. Come on. Raise your hand if, if you're going to listen to the word of God. Not me, but the word of God. We got to get it in our spirit where we're not satisfied with just me. Oh, I'm saying, praise God. Let's pray. Jesus, we love you, Lord. Lord, we thank you, God, for this day. We thank you, Lord, for the mighty hand that you have stretched out, Lord. For the word says that you are the potter and we are the clay. And I pray, Lord, that the hand of the potter would go forth right now. That your spirit would go forth, Lord. And that those that are willing to yield themselves like clay, that the mighty hand of God, the, the hand of the potter, would begin to mold them. That you would begin to sanctify. Holy Lord. Beginning in the spirit. Then the mind. And then the body. That you would mold us. And make us into. Your image. That we would do. What it is you want us to do. Lord, I pray, God, that you would give your people the spirit of boldness in these last days. Boldness to do what is right. Boldness to do what is just. For you care less about the sacrifice, but would rather that we do justice and judgment. That we would do what is right, even when it's hard, that we would follow your word. Lord, help us, Lord, to push away the selfish desires of all about me and let it be all about thee. Let us find our place at the throne. Let us find a place at your feet. If you went to prison today for 20 years, would you make it? If you went to prison for 20 years, would you come out and be a Christian? Would you, is your faith strong enough? Is it built upon the word of God enough to endure that kind of stuff? The Bible says that those that do not get the mark of the beast, that pastor's talking about, do you know what the Bible says? It says that they'll be beheaded. But the Bible says, we, we never finish the verse. We never do because we don't like the end of that verse. Oh, we overcome the devil by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimony. And that's where we stop. But the Bible says... And they loved not their lives unto death. Finish the verse. Their testimony was that they loved not their life unto death. That's the kind of faith that we need. That's the kind of testimony that we need.
Amen. Paul said, examine yourself to see if you're in the faith. Not do you have faith, but are you in the faith? The faith that Jesus came and brought to us. Does that make sense? Let's pray one more time. Let's worship God. Jesus, we love you, Lord. Let the gravity of your word sink down in our soul, God. We love you, God. We love you, God. We worship you, Lord. And we thank you, Lord, that you are God of second chances. All things work together, God. All things work together, God. Help us, God. Help us not to be hypocrites in this last hour. Help us not to be fake and shallow, but help us to grow roots deep in your world. In the mighty name. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. We all said amen. Amen. We're going to baptize Brother Carlos right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Glory to God. Let's give God some praise. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah.